Hello everyone, welcome to the B2B Marketing Podcast. My name is David Rowlands, I'm the Head of Content at B2B Marketing, and I'm joined today by Sarah Roberts, who is the CMO of the newly named Bolden Networks. So Sarah, welcome. How, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me. No problem at all, anytime. Um, so we'll get to Bolden Networks and um, obviously the big rebrand and everything in a minute, but before we do, can you just tell us a bit about you know your, yourself and your, your own career in B2B? Sure. So um, my name's Sarah Roberts. As you said, I'm group CMO of the newly named Bolden Networks. Um, And we can have a little bit more of a chat about the fun of rebranding a business in a moment. Um, But I've been on an extraordinary journey, I think, over the last over 20 years of my career um, from different continents, starting out my career in New Zealand, then spending 12 years in Australia and now newly in London, not even a year. Um, the experience I've had from B2B businesses and B2C businesses, different industries, uh, finance, risk and compliance, telco, now infrastructure telco, it's really kind of shaped me as an individual and who I am. Um, and I actually originally studied psychology, would you believe, too. So I kind of fell into marketing. Um, I, I hugely love what we do. And I think that underpinning of psychology, thinking about people, thinking about who we market to, thinking about the end customer has really shaped me um, in terms of who I am as a marketer today. That's fascinating. That's such an in- interesting background for a marketer. Must be so useful, I imagine, when you're you know, putting personas together, trying to figure out how does, how does the buyer think. Is that, is that something you find yourself? Absolutely. Um, and I think for me, there's always been this weird divide between B2C and B2B. And I'm a big believer that it's B2Human. Very much so. And understanding who you're talking to, even if it's a business, there's a buyer at the end of the day. There's a person that's thinking about their career. There's a person that's thinking about growth in their business. Uh, So it's really important that you tap into that psyche, even in the B2B space. 100%. Um, So let's talk about the the big rebrand then. Um, Just for a bit of context, who exactly are Bolden Networks or BAI Communications as they were were, um, referred to before Yes. So BAI Communications, well, actually, it was a a group of companies. So we've been on a huge growth trajectory over the last few years, um, acquiring four businesses in the last two years, plus a huge amount of organic growth. Um, You'll hopefully hear more about what we're doing with TFL and creating a smart city in Sunderland. So a huge amount of organic growth alongside um, the M&A and bringing together a, a business of uh, neutral host providers to create really one of the largest providers now in the world. Um, really exciting that we had as a business um, this level of capability and expertise in people. And so we wanted to ensure that as a business, we could truly bring that proposition together in the market um, and hence the rebranding to Bolden Networks. Fascinating. So what was your own role in that rebrand? You know, did you, were you there right at the beginning of the journey? Did you have to sort of come in halfway and sort of pick up some pieces here or there? How, how did it all work? Day dot, to be honest, day dot. Um, the business had started to change. We were, we had acquired, I think, one of the businesses um, and we were starting to think about how do we set ourselves up for the future. And I think that's the really important piece with this whole kind of project was ensuring that we reflected on what was the past and then thought about where we were going as a business. So I was the one that sort of said we need to be thinking as a business how we set ourselves up. 
not just from a, a naming and a look and feel perspective, but that's obviously integral to the, the piece of work as well, but what's our purpose as a business and what's that brand strategy? So it actually was over 18 months ago. So I was back in Australia and was one of the reasons I moved over to London as I started this piece of work. And I was like, I can't start a piece of work and not finish the piece of work because it's incredibly exciting. Um, so have managed it right from then through the brand strategy, right through the fun fun and averted commas experience of naming a business it's not fun everybody it's really hard um right through to thinking about kind of the visual execution taking our people on the journey right from kind of the beginning as well our shareholders um our board through to you know thinking about how we launched it to the market and then also think about the whole project to rebrand so we created a whole kind of cross-company project that i led eight big streams of work to ensure that every aspect of our business was rebranded priority-wise on the 28th of June, which was uh, not that long ago, um, through to kind of continuing that rebrand project um, and continuing to take our brand out to market. So end-to-end, I led across the business. Huge projects, I'm sure. So let's start right at the beginning then. So what is the first thing you do when you're looking to rebrand, you know, well, undertake any massive project like this where do you where do you begin understand two kind of key things for me looking inside and looking outside mm-hmm. uh so very important looking at the the market understanding our customers understanding their needs understanding the technology landscape and where we're going to go um as a i guess a whole business uh space and then also where our business fits into that equation then thinking about our people and really important in this project, and I, I mentioned before about all the businesses were acquired, was we wanted to bring all the magic from all the different brands together and create something that truly reflected the entrepreneurial spirit, the dynamic, the kind of the bold thinkers that were internally. So it was really important that we understood where the market was going, understood the internal kind of drivers in our business so that we could create something that was really authentic that took us into the future and definitely a play not just around something for the next two years we were thinking about how we could create a purpose for our business it wasn't just the brand it was a purpose for our business that could you know take us through the next 10 years so however the industry changes and our business slightly changes that purpose could stay true and we could kind of continue to follow that north star yeah, it's absolutely fascinating. So when you're trying to find that brand purpose, um, h- how do you find that? How do you kind of uncover what is central to all those businesses? Do you have to, you know, essentially kind of make something up? Or do you have to really sort of speak to people, interview people, look back at the businesses past? How do you do it? All of that. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> Maybe not the making things up. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's definitely about um, understanding the past um, and thinking about the future and thinking about those words that kind of connect together and then also thinking about what's ownable as a business because if you just create what every other business is going to create you're going to have no differentiation so I think that was really important so when you're thinking about that external piece and and you know what your customers are saying and what competitors are doing it's also trying to find that space in amongst that and one of the key words in our, our purpose is around interconnection. And interestingly, I actually got challenged in the business and I got told, well, interconnection isn't a thing. I said, that's exactly right. And that's why we need it as part of our business. Everyone talks about connection. 
Connection is one-sided. Mm. It's point A to point B. Interconnection is point A to point B, point B back to point A, and two-way dialogue and communication. And that's what people are about. So, you know, technology does this, people does the, people do it. It's around how you've got that two-way connection. So having something that was different and could create something new in the kind of the space and the sector, but at the same time was true to kind of where technology was going and where the business was going. Absolutely. Without too much making up things. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, so... Brand is an interesting one because obviously at the surface level, it's logos, it's slogans, it's, it's all that kind of basic stuff. But as you've said, you know, at, at a deeper level, it's about having a brand purpose at the heart of things. But I think another really important thing about brand is it's about your, uh, the customer's perception of your business. It's what you have in your mind when you hear the word Apple or Nike or whatever it is. So is that something you're conscious of when you're doing the rebrand, how you influence people's perception of your brand? Or is that something that is almost just going to have to take time and it's it's going to have to be built um, as you in the years that follow the rebrand? So both, sitting on the fence again. So very much we wanted to show that entrepreneurial spirit of our business. Um, a lot of our acquisitions had been startup businesses, a lot of really clever people doing things differently, and we wanted to really show that in, that, in our brand. And then when we were thinking about our customers and how they perceive us, we wanted to really show that to them and the interactions they have and be authentic. So a balance of kind of kind of create something new that we can grow into and that is authentic, but at the same time ensuring that the interactions our customers already have with us align with what they see as a brand. So we had really positive feedback from our customers when we launched um, you know, this is fresh, this is new, I'm excited. Um, and they felt part of the journey with us. Mm. So it was a really good indicator that they saw that we were doing things differently, but that excited them and it seemed genuine to them in terms of the interactions they already have with our people. So that was successful from my perspective. I always want people to be excited, but I think what was more special was the fact that no one said, well, that's not you or that's not who we deal with and that's not the people I'm kind of interacting with. It was genuine. And then we can build on that over time. I think, you know, we've created something new in, in the space and in the sector that will give us legs to kind of build out and grow. Mm. So I'm sure this was, you know, a, a long project and it took a lot of work and a lot of thinking. Um, but what does success actually look like in it? Because at a surface level, I can see that, it you know, it all will look great and it will feel great because you've brought together a lot of brands and you've put them all under one one roof, if you like, which just feels like a sensible move for any business. But is this something you're hoping is going to really drive business results? And if so, when? Absolutely, doing uh, driving business results. I think a large mm -hmm. part of the success initially is around employee engagement and bringing the business together. So... For us, it is actually genuinely bringing six businesses together under one roof. And you need to excite your people to do that. You need them to be on board, well and truly kind of advocating your business. They're the best army you can have in market. 
whether it's having a conversation with customers, analysts, media, LinkedIn, wherever they are, you've got an army of people that you need to engage. So incredibly important. And we built the brand with them. You know, the senior leaders helped shape it a year ago and we did workshops with them. Six months ago, we got everybody in the business to give their opinions on what their brands meant to them so that we could inject that in. We very much built a brand with our people so that they can be engaged. It's a huge amount of success in the first instance is around that because I think if you can truly show that engagement, they're going to start interacting and collaborating more as a business. And then our proposition to market is authentic and genuine. So we're saying that we have a, a consolidated a portfolio of solutions and for our people to genuinely collaborate and offer that to market means that you know we have in some success some level, some success without even thinking about the marketing layer on top mm. of it. So that was, that's was that been really important and a huge amount of focus. I think then success for us longer term is how then we can just drive constant engagement, awareness and thinking kind of end-to-end engagement across the funnel for prospects and customers and really exciting the market about what we're doing and building out that proposition. I've had a few people say over the the last few days, oh, well, you know, what are you going to do now you launched? You've launched, it's done. I'm like, are you joking me? That's like, it's, you think about like planting a seed. You you plant the seed, you know, you watch it for, you know, a month or two months and then you might step away from the seed and that's the time you need to water the seed the most. So huge amount of work needs to now grow into building out that proposition. We've taken out to market a new brand and said we're bold and dynamic and look what we can do. Now we actually need to do that, both from an employee engagement perspective, but in terms of how we market and sell our solutions as well. Yeah, and that actually brings me to my um, <clears throat> my next question, which uh, I have put together by stalking your LinkedIn. I hope you don't mind. Um, Go for it. That's the thing everyone does that in this day and age, don't they? Yeah, well, that's what it's there for. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it says uh, that you steer a five-year marketing revenue generation plan to impact portfolio growth and overall geographic expansion. So I'm assuming this is that kind of that next big challenge you've got now that you've rebranded. And having five years to work with is incredible for a marketer so how did you go to the board in the first place with this five-year plan and how did you get them to sort of buy into that because I imagine there's a lot of pressure still for short-term results and you know more and more now as opposed to five years down the line I think I've been very lucky because in in amongst the rebrand there's a lot more excitement around kind of how you set up a story for a brand and a business Mm -hmm. so you've got a little bit more room to play than in a normal situation and potentially a normal market. I I think the reality is it's about finding a balance. So for me, setting up, so in amongst launching a brand, putting together that vision and a strategy that is longer term, but with kind of a matrix and an approach style that can ebb and flow based on short term. So and I think that's the main piece is that If you don't set up that long-term vision, you just end up with a cacophony of short-term pieces that don't fit together. And I think you don't always have to be going, I'm striving for five years and I'm striving for the big vision. But if you can set it up so that on a regular basis, you're checking in on your short-term pieces and making sure they're all laddering up to the big-term, long-term vision, you can stay on track. 
because I think the reality is short term is always going to be really important. It's about revenue. I, to be honest, I'm also very lucky that we're a, a business of longer uh, longer lead time deals. So we're not a turnaround SaaS, you know, you're doing quick yeah. deals within a month, two months. So you're looking for longer term anyway. So there is definitely a longer term view. And that's the same in terms of our um, majority shareholder. They, you know, they invest in us and look for those long-term deals that potentially other businesses can't invest in. They invest for 20, 25-year deals. So there's already that mindset in the business. So, But I think the main thing is that whatever you're doing short-term, you're laddering it up to the long-term. And we've got a really strong always-on kind of marketing strategy as well that then means that as kind of key pieces come in or there needs to be a focus on a particular vertical or numbers aren't kind of hitting where they need to be in a particular area, you can just ebb and flow your activities while still keeping on that always on flow. That always on pace then ladders up to that vision and that strategy. And it's just trying to be honest with yourself that, you know, every month maybe you're not kind of aligning absolutely everything with the big vision and the strategy, but I think it's trying to be consistent so that you can kind of step back on a regular basis and, and challenge yourself to be ensuring that pieces are, are laddering up to the to bigger vision and strategy that you're trying to achieve. Yeah, of course. It's interesting because often I speak to people in the sort of technology market who are in that sort of quick turnaround sales cycle, as, as you say. Um, but when you're working with these massive, long, multi-decade contracts, how does that impact your approach to marketing? So, for instance, do you find that you're taking more of an account-based marketing approach where you're giving key accounts a, a lot of care and attention? Or are you still doing all that demand gen work as well and you find that just as important? Um, both. But we do a lot, a lot more around the account-based marketing and the relationship building. And we have, as part of our overarching strategy and the approach that I kind of talked about, that even though tactics might change, we've got an overarching approach, we actually have a piece around influences because hugely important are, yes, media and analysts, and that's one group of influencer. But when you're talking big deals, you're talking a lot of people, a lot of people that have influence and a lot of people that have uh, different roles in the whole journey, um, whether it's procurement or finance um, and then you're talking technology and networks and operations, there can be a lot of stakeholders. So what we look at is the influencer strategy just as much as, you know, your more traditional kind of account-based marketing or funnel marketing. So do you find that the uh, the rebrand work you've done, is that more about, um, you know, top of funnel activity or do you find that's really important um when you're doing an account-based marketing approach and you're building those long-term relationships with people? So the brand for me wraps around absolutely everything. Mm. And what I was just talking about, our, our vision and our strategy, the brand kind of storytelling sits around and we have a lovely approach model that's a whole lot of circles because, you know, we're marketing, we can't <laughs> help ourselves not having circles or some sort of diagram. And the brand goes around the outside. So whether we're talking about that influence piece, we're talking about prospects, we're talking about customers and kind of ABM, whether we're talking about kind of our propositions, it all has to be true to what we're doing as a brand. And I think if you, your direct question around ABM, absolutely it changes what we're doing from an ABM perspective. It changes the message, it changes the story. 
for me, the brand and our purpose needs to underpin everything and weave through it all. A little bit like I'm talking, I was talking about the vision flowing through to kind of the the short term and and the day to day approach. It's having that thread and that constant um, flow of of what we're trying to tell the market. The more that we can be consistent with what we do, the more we get volume. I mean, reality is we're actually, you know, yes, we're one of the largest neutral host providers um, globally, but we're still quite little and we punch above our weight. And I'm a big believer you can do that by consistency. And I think sometimes people think that's a bit boring, but if you can kind of ram home the, the story around what you're doing and why you're doing it and make your ABM activity ladder up to the story you're telling at the top level, um, the interactions that you're having and staying true to kind of being bold and dynamic, uh, I, I think you can be hugely successful and punch way above your weight. Fantastic. So my final question for you, and then we'll we'll wrap it up. You've obviously done the rebrand, a lot of work, as, I'm, as I say. Um, you've brought all these companies together. Congratulations, first and foremost. Thank you. Um, we spoke about the five-year plan. What is the five-year plan? Where do you want to be at Bolden Networks within the next five years? Me personally? Or the, the company. <laughs> <laughs> the com- where does the company? Where do I want to be? Um, the company. Oh, that's... You know, and I'm, I'm not going to cop out by not answering this, but I think the market is changing so incredibly fast that I think we'll be bigger. And I know, you know, we're talking the doubles and the triples and, you know, numbers that, you know, I, I can't, don't want to quantify out in, in public and, and market, but definitely have grown. Um, there's a huge amount of activity happening from organic perspective, huge amount happening in terms of, um, you know, potential M&A. But I think at the end of the day for us, you know, whatever size we are, wherever we are, whatever's happening, it's about how we're kind of enabling communities and really enabling business to be connecting with either their customers or with people. You know, what we do in New York and um, through the Link NYC program and really helping to to um, stop the, the digital divide is really incredible. So... I don't quite know what the future brings and it's not me just trying to cop out, but I think whatever happens for us, we'll be staying true to our purpose around um, unlocking the power of an interconnected future. And that's why we created the brand. And that's why we created our purpose. So that regardless of growth, where we are and what we're doing, um, we'll be staying true to that purpose. It's a perfect place to leave it. So Sarah, thank you very much for joining me and uh, hopefully we'll see you again soon. Fantastic. Thank you for having me. Cheers. Bye.